0: Welcome back to the Blue Collar Syndicate podcast. You got me, John, and Albert across from me. Albert. How's it going, buddy? Good. We have another guest with us today. This one is not a a female, so we are in the gender swapping community today. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Our good friend, Tyler, that we've known for a very long time. Go ahead and say hello.
1: What's up, guys? How's it going?
0: (laughs) Good. Good, good this is your first podcast
1: yeah yeah first one
0: no. <laughs> don't, don't be awkward now. yeah don't be so scared say whatever you want this is an explicit show 18 and up
2: oh well that's probably not good <laughs> super <laughs> you, good you
1: don't want me to just go off on a tangent i swear
2: that's what podcasts are pretty much about yeah recorded tangents yeah
1: that's <laughs> that's fair
2: go ahead and just
0: for the s- seven listeners at home and the millions of in attendance just let them know who you are where you're from what you do and kind of let them know who tyler luton is
1: um i uh i'm a farmer from out in the middle of nowheres um <laughs> been farming my whole life family's been farming for uh over 100 years and uh, just kind of continuing doing that and being a bum mostly
0: <laughs> i like it how many how many acres does the family farm have
1: Um, we are just over 4,000, I believe, somewhere in there, which I immediately probably sounds like a big number, but it's, it's not, uh, there's, there's plenty of other farms around me that are way over triple that. Oh really? Oh yeah. There's, there's a good couple, you know, 50,000 plus acre farms around. So we're just kind of the little guy, but it's good enough for us anyway.
0: That sounds pretty fucking big to me.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> like my parents live on 35 acres, so 4,000 is quite a big number.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I feel like it's all relative, you know, like sound sounds big to someone who, you know, if you live in town on your five-acre lot or whatever, yeah, 4,000 is quite a bit, but. <laughs> five-acre <laughs> lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my lot is like a third of an acre at best.
1: <laughs> you yeah.
2: got the
0: concrete jungle. Yeah. You have 100 square foot of grass. I
1: mean, you got a decent-sized shop, though. Yeah. I mean, you got more room than most people.
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, so what do you farm?
1: Uh, we mainly grow wheat. Um, that is W H uh, E A T, not the green stuff. Uh, <laughs> 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 you c- you cannot smoke it. I mean, you can. I you know I, you probably could. Somebody probably Don't tell tried. Me you haven't tried? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they're rolling up some farmer joints. That's yeah. fucking
1: funny. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody always asks, like, oh, so you just, like, smoke weed all the time? Like, no. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I, have, I have a 4,000 wheat farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you always have to enunciate it to people because they're like, oh, you grow weed? And I'm like,
2: no, no, I don't. Wheat with a hard T. Yeah, hard yeah. T.
1: Big, big T. So um,
0: is this, because we've talked about like organics. Is this an organic? Obviously it's all
1: I, I don't know I don't know the labeling system. Um for farming. No, no, we don't have any organic anything. Um I don't know organi- organics is kind of weird. Um you can like you can be an organic farm and still use you know certain chemicals and so it I don't know it's it's so weird. What is <laughs> the I guess average wheat then? Cuz it's still
0: what what classifies
2: organic? <coughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I know. I know there's a farm uh, down south. Labeling. A, a ranch, yeah. They, uh, they're they one of those ranches that sells ranch to a customer. They don't do stores or anything. Like, you can online order through them and stuff, and they'll just f- use a ice and shit and ship it right to you. Mm-hmm. And they're not labeled organic, but they say they're about as organic as you're going to get. And they're actually probably friendlier than some of the organic-labeled meat you'll buy. Because <clears throat> according to what this guy was saying, there's a lot of drama in the organic versus non-organic community. Because kind of like how you said, you're still allowed to use a certain amount of chemicals. Yeah, which there's certain stuff you can still. Is like defeats the purpose of everyone's definition of organic. And he was saying there's also like a fee you have to pay to get an official organic label. It's like 25,000 a year or something. And he's like, I'm not going to spend that money just to get a sticker. That really does nothing. Because you either trust me or you don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like, like there's, some there's some guys out east of us that, that have some organic stuff and like you get a better premium for farming organic stuff. But it just seems like such a fucking pain in the ass. There's more hoops. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. You, there's a lot of a lot of government jumping through shit so i don't
2: but. well i think the problem with organic like anything these days is it's because it's not done in mass the price of trying to even do it defeats the purpose i know there's a guy we're looking to start buying meat from out in i think georgia it's called white oak pastures and he he was just a normal farmer for gen- six generations you know just he's a fucking see a weed Get your roundup, weeds are gone. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it's done. And uh, he's over 30 years converted his land back to true organic. Like, cows eat cows, they butcher the cows on site in a in facility, USDA inspected place. There's no middlemen, no pesticides, all this shit's all natural. And like he says with bugs, like, the the price of doing it, because. There's no investment in it yet. There's only a handful of guys trying to do it. So he's like – like he has this bug problem. So he's all, what he's having to do is he had to hire some botanist to come out, some lady, figure out exactly what species of bugs they were, and they got to bring other bugs from like South America to try to kill these bugs. Really? Yeah, so it's just – like he's actually really cool because he's been on both sides of the industry. He's been like – he's like – like, he was talking about the whole bug situation, how he's actually going to import all these bugs to kill these other bugs. He's like, half a tote a killer would do it. Give me 150 gallons, problem would be solved. <laughs> and then he talks about weeds. There's certain weeds that grow, and they have to bring in bugs to eat those weeds. And then those bugs will just die off in the cold. So it, it, it's a game. But he was saying, you know, he sees the whole process getting cleaner over time because it's like the the law of production. The more people do it, the cheaper it will get to do it. And you'll slowly probably get to a medium, a happy medium where shit isn't as dirty as it once was in the farming and ranching world. But it's probably we couldn't feed the amount of people we feed trying to just grow shit with dirt and water and nothing else. <laughs> like you're, you're, like he was saying, his his cattle usually come in about fifteen to thirty per, or fifteen to twenty five percent lighter than they used to because they're grass fed, grass finished, no grain. Okay. Um, obviously it costs him more to feed him, So he's like, he, he's actually lost maybe 15% of his margins doing all this. Plus all the investment of just building, like building his own USDA facility to do all that shit. It's not cheap. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure. But he talks about, he's cool cause he's still surrounded by factory farms. So he he's really cool. He gets to just talk, like I said, both sides. He goes, I don't judge anyone who's not organic or clean. He goes. It's such a shit show, and it takes a long time to get there. Like it took him 30 years to get his soil to quit testing positive for pesticides.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You can't get rid of that. Yeah, but. But what what what's the typical life of a wheat farmer then? What, or or or
1: what's the process of wheat farming? Oh, yeah. Like Albert says, it's just a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. depends on the day i guess um and i guess in a typical grow cycle you're we plant in the fall um pray to jesus that it snows and rains over the winter in the spring um and then because you you, you, yours is like a considered a a
0: dry land wheat yeah there's no irrigation no we don't have any water okay so a a winter like we're
1: having right now is perfect. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So everybody's complaining the, the, about snow and shit, and I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you want snow. all
0: of it, but I'm sitting here like, I get it. The finally a year where there's a lot of moisture, but get the fuck gone already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm loving it so far. So how long does it take before it starts sprouting, germinating, or whatever? Mm,
1: couple weeks if you have moisture. Oh yeah. Mm.
2: How long do you let it grow
1: for? I told you no hard questions. <laughs>
2: I got to do math now. Just roughly. What do you uh, harvest?
1: I plant in September, uh, harvest in July. It's usually right around Fourth of July, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So whatever that math is, long enough. Yeah, it's long enough. <laughs> Ten, eleven months. It all seems right. no, like nine, it seems months. like it's long enough. But then you know you're like oh, I got all kinds of time to do all this other shit, and then.
2: So what do you have you to do don't. all winter besides stare at the snow? Uh,
1: yeah, a lot of paperwork mostly because, you know, why would I do it during the year when <laughs> it, you know, I could just pile it all up and do oh, it. Yeah. Later? <laughs> <laughs> it's like
2: taxes. Wait till the fucking end. Yeah. Like any good business owner, you wait till. A hundred percent. Like us, we have to do our fuel taxes quarterly and like you have a grace period after the quarter mm-hmm. to get it submitted or they cancel your field permits. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you got three days. Will you wrap that up real quick? Oh shit. We're uh, past the quarter and past our grace period. We better do that before they pull my permit. Everything—that's kind of how we do it. Taxes—we're mm-hmm. like supposed to send it to our tax guy every quarter, and we're like, "Ah, oh, we forgot. We forgot. It's December, and it's like you got, you're doing your books for the whole year. <laughs> oh, dude,
1: it's—it's it's a shit show every year. And every year, it's like, oh, we're gonna—we're gonna get our shit together this year, and we're not gonna do the same thing we did last year. And here we are again. <laughs> it just never stops. But for like. I'm sure there's people
0: listening that know nothing about it besides it goes from a bare patch of dirt to wheat in the ground or whatever they're growing there. So I'm, I'm sure you have to drive around and check the fields and then spray and then till, you know, post-harvest and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, depending on, depending on if you have moisture in the ground when you plant, you know, you'll, sometimes you're trying to bury it and get the moisture. Sometimes you're just kind of dusting it in and... Hope it rains later, but yeah, you're, you know, you're constantly checking and making sure everything comes up and actually sprouts and you know, if it's, if some if most of it sprouts and dies, you got to replant it. You got to, so okay. it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like a month window there. To, oh, to, oh, trial to, and error and see how it goes. <clears throat> yeah. To, to make sure everything's, you know, going to sprout or it, if it's just laying there and not sprouted, that's, you know, it's fine too. Just mm-hmm. hoping for some moisture later, but mm-hmm. spraying it, keeping weeds out.
0: Um, Or or is it just kind of leave it alone?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll typically spray before. You're trying to get everything out of there before you plant. Um, Some stuff you can spray after it sprouts. Some stuff you can't. just depends on the variety of seed. Um, We'll spray fertilizer in the spring.
2: Okay. How's that drama, the seed drama? Is that pretty shit-showy? I always hear these horror stories about like, some guy's seed getting blown onto another guy, and then the seed company's getting pissed because now that guy's growing their product, and it's always- Oh, I have no idea. Don't have that issue out there? <laughs> no, uh, no. I've I'm th- not heard in about the... it just from farmers like Nebraska and stuff, especially with corn. Like All these seed companies have their proprietary blends of corn, and then shit will blow onto another farmer's land. This motherfucker's kettle corn blew onto my property. Well, it's not like farmer versus farmer. It's like the seed company finds out that this other farmer has certain- shit of their blend on his property because shit blew across. T-
0: oh, just from wind erosion and carrying it across. Yeah,
2: and then they go and they'll sue that farmer make him sell the crop, all kinds of shit. I've just heard all kinds of drama stories about it. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I don't, Nebraska I don't doesn't sound very <laughs> fun. Well, it's mostly corn. <laughs> uh,
1: I I live by the philosophy of uh, the less I know, the less I can get in trouble, so yeah, I just kind of... Stay in my own lane. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to live. <laughs> no. But then the harvest is,
0: it's basically, that's, because it's only a couple week process, but it's busy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For us, it's, I don't know, seven, 10 days mm-hmm. most of the time, but yeah, it's. Sun up, sun down. Yeah. Pass, it's, we'll it's wait all, till you, all, how long yeah. do you work? How, how long are the daily hours? I mean, for us. I, we're we're 12 ish 12 13 it just depends on the day mm-hmm. um if you're having to move around a lot you're probably spending more time but and all the guys around us they'll they'll push 14 15 say all they go all damn day yeah as but you know they have you know twenty, thirty thousand acres worth of shit to go through so yeah they want to get it done yeah so it just kind of
2: depends So how's it being a family farmer? Does that get dramatic? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not the only Luton in the area, <clears throat> and I know, you know, you work for your dad and stuff. Yeah. What so came up.
1: Um, yeah. So my dad and his cousin split up, in like ninety four, ninety five, somewhere in there. Um. But uh, yeah. So my my dad's dad and his brother were farming together, and then when they both passed and. Uh, just kind of trickled down, and and my dad just wanted to separate, so we just kind of got our own little chunk, and off we go.
2: So does that is it like competitive between you guys, or is no. it just there's enough for everybody? No,
1: it's it's uh, it's very uh, symbiotic, I guess. It's I and mean, there was no no bad blood or nothing. It's just kind of kind of wanted to go different ways, I guess. But oh, yeah. but no, I I worked with my cousin all the time, so. I mean, they they had to bring the whole freaking crew up uh, this fall because we we dropped a sea trailer in the yard and it was uh, more wet than we thought it was (laughs) was. and uh, buried that (laughs) some (laughs) bitch. Oh, it sunk like two feet into the fucking yard. It was tragic. (laughs) Yeah. You have pictures? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can show us here in a little bit. We can put a picture on the on the clips. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah, no, it
1: was was bad, but yeah, it was just like uh, (laughs) ah. What do we do here? And they just they you know rallied the troops and everybody showed up and we had we were just blocking it and handjacking and blocking and handjacking just to oh, get it shit. up so we could get the truck back on. I've it. seen a
0: bunch of those farmer oops where combines fall into a ditch and they're oh, buried yeah, to the axles and shit like the, that. Uh,
1: what is that page? Farm fuck ups.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's a good one.
0: I mean, I've buried a skid steer or two, but I've never buried a fucking combine.
1: Jesus. oh, oh yeah, I've buried combines. <laughs> it's it's not hard to do. No? <laughs> no. You, you would think it'd be hard. I
0: I would think so. That's a massive. It's a heavy sum, bitch. But I mean, you got big ass tires on the front. The only
1: small ones are the rear ones that turn it, right? Those are the narrow ones. Yeah, it just depends I mean, it depends on how you're set up. You can have skinny ones, fat ones. Oh. It just depends on the machine, but yeah, I and mean, you're going through the field and you know there's wet spots and you're like, "I can get to that and then just
2: well. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I buried a uh, Cat Brand new Cat 12M Blade one time When we were on the pipeline They were backfilling ditch And usually I, They would have me come down With the blade And wheel pack it mm-hmm. And they were like Backfilling it And I was like Dude that shit Is pretty soft I don't know I think we need to put A couple a couple more feet Before we Start wheel packing Like No dude It's fine Start wheel packing So I got you know, three three tires, one side of the blade in the ditch, and I'm just riding down, and i just looking out the window, and I'm like, the ground's getting closer and closer. <laughs> and I finally get to a point where where it oscillates. is just buried on the berm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> and this dingleberry comes over with a backhoe, and I'm like, you're not pulling this thing with a backhoe. I was like, yeah, will get the other guy on the other side of the job with the fucking D9, and have him come down here and pull me back <laughs> out, and... Yeah, they just they do that shit where you know they're like just wheel pack it and you like you know like eh, maybe I can make it but I probably shouldn't. Like, they like fucking send it, it, so I'm gonna do it. Next thing you know, you're stuck as a motherfucker in mean, yeah. it. Was, it was brand new. I had like 12 hours on it.
0: I buried a dozer <laughs> a few years ago, Ooh. helping final grade. They were teaching me how to final grade. Just they needed help, and I was a warm body for the seat. I was going, going. And all of a sudden, I just feel my ass end just drop backwards. I was like, oh fuck, and hit forward to go forward a little bit and I kept I never went anywhere besides down.
2: Yep. Like, well, I'm gonna sit right here and just wait for someone to come help me <laughs> yep. get out because I'm fucked. <laughs> dozers are always fun too. What I like about running the dozers, well, you don't like it, but you, you learn it is you're just sitting here taking these cuts, like if you're digging down mm-hmm. or grading down. And if you're not like paying attention, you can turn around and look behind you, and you've dug like a four foot fucking hole for the last two hundred feet because you're just going down and down and down. <laughs> and that machine can just move so much dirt. And you're oh like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like whoops. two foot on the other side of grade now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go back on the other side of this dirt pile and start pushing dirt back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, equipment's a fun one.
0: Oh yeah. How much equipment does it ha- does it take to run a four thousand acre farm?
1: Uh, well you know depends on (laughs) depends on how many toys you want but um, (laughs) we uh, uh, we got uh, a couple of cat tractors Um, we just one run run one combine a couple of trucks
0: you still have the that tracked one that pulled the wagon the 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 cart wagon or whatever it's called
1: yeah uh, the grain cart yeah the grain cart um yeah, so you've seen our newer one, right? You were you were around for that one, yeah.
0: I saw. I remember seeing one of them because I remember when we were in high school, I would come out and during harvest and hang out for a day or two. So yeah, yeah. The, the tracked one that pulled the grain
1: cart. Yeah, so we we still have that one, and we bought um another one because you had more than one combine years ago, right? Yeah, you just we had, downsized. We had, yeah, we had two smaller ones, um, and we traded those in for one bigger one, and the one bigger one can. It out. Oh, it does. Yeah. The work of two. Yep. Okay. Perfect.
0: Do you yeah. run the combine? You your dad does the combine. Yeah. Yeah. The boss man.
2: Yeah. Boss man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why don't you? Uh, you want to set the record straight? Because I know everybody's like, four thousand acres, all kinds of this equipment. You must be rich. <laughs> No, I I have zero
1: dollars. <laughs> I love. I always love that. <laughs> that I don't acronym. have money. I have stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy assets. they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
2: Always. I always love that when you kind of see people and they they're not around the the farming community much and they're like, look at how big that place is. Look, at all that. they must have tons of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you spend a dollar to go make 98 cents. It doesn't always work out great. I wish it was a (laughs) dollar to 98 cents. That'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. Chucking's the same. Not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's always a fun misnomer I like to hear is everyone thinks you got all this land, all this equipment, you must have tons and tons of money. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. (laughs) How much, uh. How much do you think it takes every year to just run a farm your size? Does it take millions? <sighs> half a million? If you had to just ballpark it. <sighs> are, you, are you like fuel? Everything, yeah, just everything, like everything included? Every Everything? Like how much do you think you put out every year? I know you tax season's coming up, so I know you're probably going to uh, wait another two months to actually do
1: them. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. It's it depends, but yeah, you're you're in the hundreds at least. Yeah. Quarter mil? Oh yeah, you can you can get up there pretty yeah. quick. It, it don't take much. Well,
0: especially when you when you're talking about diesel. that how much how much diesel does that combine hold? How big is our tank? Over it's over 150, 100. Uh, and you, then you two, gotta fill it up 250, daily.
1: 250, 300 gallons something. Yeah. Like that. Jesus.
0: <laughs> I think. And that that lasts a full day. You burn through that whole thing in almost a day. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. you, yeah. You'll run through two thirds of it yep. in a day. So that, there's a lot of money right there. <clears throat>
2: Fuck. Yeah, I know. I know. There was a guy who delivered some shit to He bought at auction and. He had, I don't know how much he land, land he had, but I was kind of just giving him jokes like, oh, it's December. It's the month of farmers. Everybody's got their money they need to spend before the end of the year. <laughs> yep. And, uh, well,
1: it's either buy more stuff or give it to the government.
2: Yeah. I no, I mean, that's what every, I mean. I remember the pipeline company. He was in a position. He went down to John Deere and just bought 15 excavators because he was like, I have that much money. I'm going to end up paying in taxes. Better invest it now. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah, we looked like a that yard looked like a John Deere dealership for excavators <laughs> for a good few months. Shit. But no, I was talking to him and he he said his operating costs were like three quarters of a million dollars a year just operating. Okay. So he's like, because he was the one that was like, guys give me jokes like, hey, I'm not rich. I'll be lucky to make any money this year. And <laughs> that's what he's saying. I spent I spent almost three quarters of a million just this year keeping things going. And then you always got to deal with, like out there, hail, wind, fucking tear up their crops and fuck everything all up for them.
0: Yeah, because you have to worry about too much moisture. Because that, that's a thing.
1: I don't think that's ever happened in my lifetime. Well,
0: I remember. <laughs> it's dry as shit here. I remember years ago. I don't remember how, how long ago it was. I want to say 15, 16, some, somewhere in that area where there was it was a very wet summer, at least further east of where we live. Because I was working on on a pipeline out there, doing some reclaiming, and just the guys I was working with were talking about how it needs to stop raining so they can harvest before shit goes bad.
1: Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, Yeah, you get yeah. It doesn't rain all year, and then as soon as you try and harvest, then here rains
2: every day. So yeah, (laughs) then you're out burying combines in your field. Yeah, then you're getting (laughs) stuck in the mud. Uh,
1: But that's no, it it happens but not uh not very often. Okay. Or at least just like ruined crops from like
0: hail and shit? Like laying it flat or what? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you get you'll have sections, you know, it'll it'll just, well, just you know, some spots. Yeah, like you, it'll it'll wipe out a whole field, it'll make a 10 yard path across one it it, storms are weird (laughs) (laughs) it it don't make no sense (laughs) mother nature's weird yeah it'll mow yours down and the guy next to you is didn't touch it it's like all right
2: (laughs) okay So, so how uh how would you say the farming culture is these days like is it uh Cause I mentioned to some guy, he's like something about why I was trucking. I was like, someone buy a farm. And He goes, you want to be broke? And I was like, I already am. <laughs> like, I'm already there. It's all right. I just change how I get broke is all. But yeah. he was, uh, he was mentioning there's certain areas like Kansas where a lot of people are buying property and not doing shit with it, and it's really starting to irritate people who are trying to produce property. And then there's also another issue I heard from the other side, which. I know it's pretty prevalent in Colorado. Like if you're a, a dumbass like Albert here and you want to be a broke farmer, good luck. Cause you're not going to be able to buy enough property here to do it because everything's been passed down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Families own it. And when, even when you got one family that's given up, you know, 4,000 acres, the next door family gobbles it up real quick. Yeah. Like this isn't the day and age where a new farmer can just start a first generation farmer. It's no hard.
1: No. I and mean, there's, you can get, grants for that yeah like, like a new farmer thing but it's again jumping through hoops and like the cla- even, qualifications so I, are stupid
2: i looked into uh some of those agricultural loans and i could definitely get some for a good amount of property but you start looking where the property is because it has to be in zones and you start looking at is where it is and the biggest problem here in colorado is it seems like a lot of people bought up land and then leased it back to the government for that uh what do they call that or at least they're getting paid not to farm it, like CPA Uh, lease or some shit. uh, Like rich people in California come out here, they'll buy this 200-acre lot that came up for sale. They'll buy it cash real cheap, and then they'll turn around and lease it back to the government, and they have a program because they're trying to get the land to come back because – all the threats of over farming for the last years and pollution and oil field and all that stuff. Threats of
0: over farming.
2: Yeah. Because everybody's worried that, you know, our topsoil is going to run out of shit in the next <laughs> six years and we're all going to starve. Hmm, you ever heard good. about
0: this? No, that's very interesting.
2: No, there's, there's a lot of people who think I have questions because uh, like, the look uh, at all
0: the other construction that we're doing to strip the topsoil away.
2: Well, these people also don't like that, but th- there's some people, there's some pretty smart people that think we've over farmed and that are quit having so, kids well it's not <laughs> less even, mouths to feed it's, you're arguing two sides of the <laughs> argument here most of the food we produce gets exported okay um and that being said it created big business opportunities which is why we've converted this you know this whole country is monocrop for the most part like if you go back a million years you didn't see 8,000 acres of corn in the middle of Nebraska you saw a little patch here a little patch there we've created mono agriculture so we could feed massive amounts of people. Mm -hmm. And the double-edged sword is the more food we produce, the easier it got for people to eat, more people people make. And it's just this big circle. And now they're saying they think there's a threat of the ground, literally not having its own minerals and shit left in it to supply food. So they think you're going to have to double up on all this pesticides and crap to keep, but isn't that
0: why that you have crop rotations? Yes. yes. I um, say because you can't yeah. farm the same chunk of the same section. You, can. you know multiple times. It just it depletes its nutrients. So that's why there's that cycle.
1: So yeah, I and mean, that's that's the general idea. But you you can you can. I, Lots people, of people. do. People do yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a it's a Lots thing. of people have given up on crop rotation because It's a, You're increasing your income yeah. by doing so, and. Yeah. Like you're you're following crop A with crop B, and crop B replenishes the nutrients that crop A used to mm-hmm. produce that yeah. crop. So like it's like there are, there are certain things that like if you're following a sunflower crop, you would plant whatever you know. Like there's there's okay. a method to the madness, but like you can you can do it.
2: Okay. Yeah. See, so I think this argument that these people are starting to make about the concern of the ground not having enough nutrients to keep farming without putting in a shitload of synthetic shit to keep shit growing I think is it's like a pendulum argument I wouldn't say they're 100% wrong but I also don't think it's this cataclysmic event that's crawling up on they're it. just trying to get ahead of the situation no.
0: that they think is real
2: no I think yeah I think they think it's real yeah but I also think they're not like you said they're not they're not involved enough with ag- like they're they're dirt nerds So they're taking samples of dirt, staring at it and saying, I see this problem, this problem. They don't know the whole process like you're talking about where if you have a sunflower crop, you follow it up with this other crop. And they don't, that's not all inclusive. It's kind of like global warming. Like people all know global warming, it's warming. Is it man-made? Is it natural? Who knows? Who cares? But we can all agree it's kind of warming. And there's people on like me, it's warming, so what? It's fucking cold outside. I don't give a shit. Look at all the snow. (laughs) But my thing is but then there's people who also agree that it's warming and think it's going to be the end of the world in 2024. So no, I think really- this whole dirt argument is kind of the same thing. Like there might be a small issue, but it's probably not this like I said cataclysmic event waiting to happen.
1: Well, and what you're I mean, what you're going to run into with your soil sampling stuff like that I and mean, the soil here is different than it is at my house. Like it just, you know, you go 5 miles and it's different soil. You know, mm-hmm. I have two fields right next to each other that have one's sandy and full of rocks and the other one's great soil. Like it just, yeah. you know, it just depends. Well, so like true. you can, if you want to go that route, you can, you can test all your soil and figure out what's in there, what's deficient and put, you know, put back yeah. the the deficient nutrients into the soil. But and it doesn't, it doesn't take much yeah. to put back in there from what your plants are taking out. So it's, I don't think it's
2: that big of a deal. I could be wrong. I don't think it's that big of a deal either. I, th- I, think, I think some of the mono agriculture is a little fucking gone a little awry. And I think it's taken, you know, like these big companies that are growing gazillions of pounds of corn just to ship it overseas. It's, it's created problems, but I don't think they're big problems. I think that it's created problems. Like the problem I see is someone who desires to be a first generation rancher. It ain't going to happen in certain areas. There's a lot yeah. of areas. And what this all, all started with was whatever that grant program is. But what, what I was saying was happening is people in California have cash. They would buy 200 acres outside of, I don't know, Briggsdale. And they'll lease it back to the government. It's not like a lease, but they'll say, we'll put all 200 acres under this grant fund. And they get paid like pennies on the dollar for a lease agreement. So it's like, oh, you got 200 acres. We'll pay you like $6 an acre for the year to not farm it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah.
1: He, it's it's uh, CRP.
2: CRP. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it's under CRP lease. And the good and bad thing is you can go buy that lease back. So I've seen certain properties where it's been under CRP for only like two years. So, you're not, so you have to buy the property. And then if you want to do something with the property, you got to pay the government back however much they've paid on that lease. Yeah. So I've seen somewhere if it's only been under CRP for- six months a year, you might have to pay the government back five grand and you can do whatever you want with the property. Okay. Or you can own it or some have been under lease for nine years and it was only a 10 year lease. So you could buy it. You get paid the measly $7,000 for the last year of it. And you start doing what you want with it in a year.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've been through a bunch of properties that are CRP just on the reclamation side of things. Yeah. And trying to track down that seed mix is not always the easiest thing to do. And you have to put it back Exactly, pounds per acre per mix, because, like you said, there's a government contract tied to it, and if you don't uphold it, yeah. there's penalties.
2: Yeah, and my understanding, is there's like certain certain areas they're doing different things. Like some areas, they're when it's under CRP, they're trying to reclaim it, so they're doing like we they're trying to bring back some natural grass. Yeah, that used to grow there. So companies like yours, you know, they need that precise seed mix. Yeah, and I've heard other ones where it's literally just like there's some. Out by like between Hugo and Lamar. Like way out in that area down southeast of us. And it's it's like a don't touch. It's just the the what Leave is, it alone. What is here is fine. We just want it to grow. Yeah. We just want it to not be farmed for five years.
0: Okay. We just want it to do what nature allows it to do. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha.
2: And that all comes different prices. Either way, most people aren't getting paid much, but if you're just like a land management company or some rich guy investing, you're buying this property, and then what you are making off the lease is enough to cover the taxes. Okay. And then you're just sitting on it for five years until property prices skyrocket again, and then unload it,
0: hoping a pipeline comes through and pays you, or,
2: or yeah, or that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know? yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that's a so that's a that's a common issue I see. Okay. Which sucks too because farming people are actually probably the most helpful. Like they're like when you go ask people for help, they'll help. So like you could go out and there'd be plenty of farms that would want to help a first generation guy. Like I'm going to try to help you not fuck this up a little bit. But then like I said, there ain't a big enough chunk of land anywhere near us. I could ever dream of affording Mm -hmm. that would be useful. Like I said, these zones that are under CRP they're way out in the driest of dry, sandy dirt. What the hell am I going to do out there?
0: Yeah. It's like, if you go a little bit further West out here, you
2: got fucking blow sand everywhere. Yeah. And then that's just that's just what my dumbass observes looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like who knows what you'll actually find if you go out there with a farming brain and know what the fuck you're looking at and say, yeah, this dirt sucks. So, <laughs> farmer, tell
0: Albert what he needs to look for if he wants to go buy buy property. Don't.
2: <laughs> I've been told two things: cheap and water.
0: What you need to be close to water, uh, or you just need ground. water. <sighs> yeah, just need water, or the, or
2: if you can get water rights, because. There's guys out here that yeah, yeah, found out they own. There's owned, no way. Yeah, there was. There's a guy in Hallib- I worked with at Halliburton for a while. He found out he he inherited property that had water rights from like 60 years ago. Oh shit! And he was leasing those water rights out for stupid amounts of money. Oh yeah. He was just like, I didn't even know I had it. Some farmer came to me and said, "You have water I need," and it was like, they just came up with a deal and pays for his water that he's not even using. And it's only he only that's had, free money in my pocket. Well the whole water thing and how they allocate it and how many rights you get—it's mm-hmm. fucking weird. It's kind of like crude oil. Like I, like I was saying, I think I said it on here before. I have crude rights under my house. I get like a fucking tenth of a percent of some shit. <laughs> I get a check every year at the end of the year for like a hundred bucks. Like, woohoo. hoo! <laughs> but
1: yeah, if uh, if you get a wild hair. And decide to go start farming, do not ask me for help because I don't know
2: what I'm doing most of the time. I'm just I, out here winging. I'm also it. stubborn enough, I probably wouldn't. You'd just see me out there fucking unburying my own combine from a dish. <laughs> don't help me. I got this. Like, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll be out there with, like, six cows running in circles, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Doesn't he know he needs a fence before he goes and buys six cows? He wouldn't have to chase them around so much. Put
0: dog collars on them, so when they get outside the boundary,
2: they Jeez. zap some.
1: <laughs> You'd have to put, like, 15 on there. A car battery? Yeah.
2: Cows are stubborn. We had a pet cow in Missouri on the farm. <laughs> it was the fucking dumbest box of 2,000 pounds of beef ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's so big. It was like a stupid cow we bought from an Amish dude for like fifty bucks when I was really tiny, and we just fed it, took care of it for like two or three years, named Mm it. It's fucking always just walk through the electric fence, just trot right through it, Mm -hmm. push it down. Then the horses would get out. So now you gotta go fix the fence, get the fucking horses back in. Meanwhile, he he just stands there, and you could to get him to move. Like if he didn't want to move, he ain't moving. It's like a donkey. Oh, it's horrible, dude. You'd be like trying to bribe him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know push him drag him fucking yell at him scream at him He just look at you like the fuck fuck you <laughs> so then you just kind of leave a portion of the fence open and hope he wandered back in there a little bit
0: so we have a we have a couple of questions for you because we talked about it before this we have a tiktok video that um, went getting into this <laughs> it went a little far well i guess not far it got a lot of attention it, but it also got a lot of people riled up because the way I edited it, it it's it went, ice was saying how we went on on a pipeline. We went onto this guy's property, and he was harassing us. But the, it, you know, don't touch a cow. Don't touch any cattle or any livestock that's on the property. Because if it gets touched, if it gets hurt, it instantly becomes the prized possession of the family farm. Right. Which I've read the comments and I I understand. Yes, there's farms that have very expensive cattle. Yeah, but there's also people that have trash cattle trash livestock dying
2: dairy cows yes
0: and a lot of people were upset about it and then people you know saying pipeline shouldn't exist and things like that so do you have any oil and gas like has there been any pipelines or wells or anything on your property
1: uh yeah um we got a couple well one of them's gone now but um we got a half section that there's there's two wells on and we finally, after I don't know how many years of trying to figure out who the hell had the lease, um, finally, oh, owned it? finally got one of them removed, and uh, we've been trying to get the other one removed because it doesn't pay out anything. It's just it just exists. Mm-hmm. So
2: these are just non-producing
1: dead wells. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, the the one they said was still producing, and just not enough for you to get a check. And it's like, well, either start sending me a check for 10 cents a year or get it out of my field, you know? So we finally got one out and there's still another one sitting there that we're trying to get rid of. Um, a couple of years ago, um, they did some horizontal drilling in one of our fields close to the house there. They Um, set up
0: location or they just drill? Um, they set up somewhere else.
1: Yeah. They, they put up a pad and everything. Um, I think they were just fishing for gas and didn't really run into anything, but because um, they did it was a three year lease, I believe, and they said if they hit something, they you know they wanted you know the the rights or whatever to to be able to put up up to ten containers mm-hmm. um and I was like, yeah, that'd be great, <laughs> you know <laughs> i I hope you find something, but I was like you're you're probably not gonna um i think I think they were. They're trying to uh, look under the property next to us, but it's state ground. And instead of going through the state to try and... It's
0: easier to set up on your property yeah. and then drill underground yeah. to it's, there.
1: it's way easier for them to go through private landowner yeah. than it is to go through the state because a it's lot. a nightmare. Okay.
2: So this is this is the problem of having governors like ours and agencies like ours here in Colorado where they're extremely... Anti-oil and gas. Yeah. So they do things like an oil company might own lease rights to a chunk of state property, but they'll send in, you know, requests to get permits. They'll send in all their paperwork and then the state will take four years to look at it and then deny it and say, Oh, you forgot to dot this I over here, submit it all again. And maybe in four years we'll look at it, which is also why Weld County, they did their, they, when, when they started doing the moratoriums here, Weld County created its own oil and gas commission, and they were looking to take power of approving rights away from the state and give it just to Weld County because Weld County was like, look, there's two things that feed this part of the state for us. That's farming, and that's oil and gas. Mm -hmm. We're not pissing off either of these guys because if you ain't farming, you're probably working in oil and gas. And oil and gas gives, I mean, just
0: taking away one of them, oil and gas gives a lot back. Just to the general community. Well, and that was
2: a big thing that got in an argument. Because, like, for example, my little town we're in now, that brand new fire station we have was almost fully funded by the oil and gas mm-hmm. um, taxes they were pulling off of that. And donations. You know, I worked with an oil field company donated a shit ton of money. Uh, but, yeah, so what he's talking about is they have that issue. They'll have these rights over here, but they can't set up on it because the state won't approve it. I okay. mean, they're doing it. Biden did that up in Alaska. They gave them all this government-owned land to drill and explore on, but then they wouldn't approve a permit to build a road to access it. And then he gets on the news and says, you're not drilling up here. We gave you all this land and you're not using it (laughs) because profits and this and that. And it's like, no, you won't approve the access road.
0: (laughs) Are we just supposed to fly everything in via helicopter?
2: Apparently, which you're not flying in, you know, 100,000 ton drilling rigs. Fuck no. Uh, But no, so yeah, what he was talking about there is that's, that's what happens a lot. Okay. I've been on a lot of pads that were that way where it was, they set up the pad on the farmer's property to access their rights because the state can't tell them they can't access the crude under the ground. They can just deny permits to build a production site.
0: Yeah, to to disturb the above ground.
2: Yeah, okay. so what they were probably doing with you guys was, like you said, trying to access their rights over there, and then they also they have to coin you in because it's coming through your ground. Okay. So they're giving you top, top soil rights and then... If there's oil, they have to cut you in on that too. Yeah,
0: because then they start taking up more more of your land. But have, how how's the process been working with them? Like, were they fucking dicks to you? Because apparently, I'm we're just going off of TikTok comments right now because it's I I was laughing my ass off, but apparently they're just the worst. Yeah, apparently, pipeliners and oil and gas are just the scum of the bottom of your boot, and we don't know what the fuck we're doing.
1: Yeah, no, they're yeah, pretty accommodating. Never, yeah, I never had any issues. Um, they, I mean, they put in you know a nice. Nice access road in there. Um, they, uh, I know they you paid damages for the wheat that they had to tear out to put the pad in and all that, whatever. Um, but when they capped it um, after they they abandoned it, they capped it. They're like, all right, you know, we're done with it, whatever. Um, they, I'm pretty sure they hired. I think is who came in and <laughs> I think it was you guys that came in and okay. And, and re like reclaimed all the stuff and, and <laughs> filled it back in. So it was, uh, it was good for me. <laughs> I had no, no complaints. So when they, they tore out most of that access road, when they took the pad down, um, you know, they, they take their material that they use for the road and they use it at a new site. So you're, yeah. you know, they're recycling their stuff. Um, but they, a lot of it that they weren't going to need or whatever, and they didn't want to haul it somewhere. They're like, you want this and they just came and dumped it at the house so here you yeah. go free free yeah, dirt. We've, we've done a lot of
0: the they're called P As plug and abandon and then yeah once everything's gone we'll come through to get rid of the road base as good as we can and then if we have to import new dirt just because you know after time happens there's that dip in the ground so we'll fill it back in but i mean yeah you come across landowners that are just glad that they're there, happy they're there, you know, and then there's also, there's like, there's multiple sides to it. There's the people that the oil field just fucked over. There's the people that want everything from the oil field. And then just like, you guys want some lemonade? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No,
1: and I, I, just, I mean, I understand both sides of that, you know, there's there's always somebody with a horror story, you know, it's like, it's like going to a restaurant, you know, there's people like, oh, I'll never eat there again. Cause it was the worst service ever. And it's like, I've never had an issue there. It's yeah. like, it's my favorite was, you know, it's just, everybody's got a different experience. So, but yeah, I'm, you, you get burned, you know, it's like, well, screw those guys. So mm-hmm. I, I get it, but I don't, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but so if you had to rate your experience on a scale, one to 10, one to 10 being <laughs> like one, fuck those guys. I'll die before I ever even talk to another oil and gas company or, 10 being, please come over here and take... I have signs and do, banners yeah, welcoming you. Do everything. I mean, what what would you rate your experience? Like, you know, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, 5?
1: I mean, I'd just give her a straight 10. Like I said, we we didn't really have any issues. You know, they were they were always available if you had questions. You know, you're trying to get a hold of people and figure out what's going on. You know, it was a pretty smooth experience.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. There's, I know there's specifically one comment that said, I have never heard... Of a farmer having a good experience with an oil and gas company, so at least we now know of at least one. Yeah, so now you can see we have one person, one, and I, I, I could honestly probably drag in a handful of others.
1: Well, I, I mean, I've had, I wouldn't call it a bad experience. It's just an annoying and frustrating because that one well that we're trying to get removed, it's so old. It's from, I mean, it's not terribly old. It's like seventies, eighties, whatever. But you can't figure out who has the lease. And when you finally get a hold of, okay, it's it's this company, okay, well, they're debunked, they're, they're gone, they don't exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, they were bought out so by this, this company. So mm-hmm. it's actually this, they own it and they own it and they yeah. own it. And it's like you can't, it's just a wild goose shit. I, trying I see to how that, yeah. And, yeah.
0: It's just like how Anadarko had that merge a few years ago. I mean, you have that trickling effect through 50
1: years. To yeah. trace that down. Well, yeah. th- well s- Now lot. your only option is to go through the state and try and figure it out, and
2: that's a fucking nightmare. So it's just like. Oh, you mean dealing with the government's not an easy? <laughs> it's no. not easy? <laughs> no, it's stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, that that's also been an issue in our area because there's been lots of buyouts and trades. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Anadarko and Noble at one point in time completely swip, swip, switch-swapped sides of the county. They just traded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, Anadarko was recently bought out by Occidental, mm-hmm. and that was a big thing. And there's always been small exploration companies that just get bought out and gobbled up by big companies. There's even been issues in our area where, uh, like you were kind of leading to, companies just disappear. Like they go bankrupt. They shut everything down and shit gets forgotten about, and that is an issue. So, I mean, there's definitely things oil and gas companies can do better. Yeah, but I mean... Like, the idea of having a well and nobody knows who owns it is ridiculous. Because I guarantee you, if you went out there and hooked up a fucking chain to it and ripped that fucker out of the ground, you're going to find out who owns it real quick. Right. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that, that, that is a problem. I think what we were saying in that TikTok video, a lot of people, first of all, need to listen to the entire episode. Uh, yeah, I, it
0: was edited differently, so you didn't really get the full context. Yeah. But, well, you got to shorten
2: it up. Yeah. It's for a, uh, a short video. But what I wanted to, you know, speak on is like I was saying this is this is actually good because everyone here is uniquely qualified to actually talk about it. John's on the reclamation side of it. So he gets to go back in and reprep this ground for farmers. You're a farmer who's had to deal with it on your property. And I've worked everywhere in between and even now as a trucking company, farmers and oil fields are 70 to 80% of my business sometimes. I mean in December it was all my business was Bunch of loads for the oil field and a bunch of loads for a bunch of farmers. So I think all those people who said we don't know what the fuck we're talking about are kinda well, you're wrong. Just keyboard <laughs> warriors. You're you're wrong. Um so I mean a lot of people what they were saying is, you know, oil and gas companies come in, cause all these problems, and then say, figure it out, fuck off. And I've never actually seen that firsthand. It's kind of like those things where somebody says somebody said something And that's all you ever hear, but you never actually heard the original guy say it. Like Mm -hmm. you always hear these horror stories, but I've never actually seen them. And I'm not doubting they've happened, but I also think it's real important where you are in the country. So especially for us here in Colorado, this area has been monopolized by a handful of big oil companies for a while. And most of them are really good at what they do. Uh, We've both worked a lot with Anadarko in the past before they were bought out. And I think they were one of the best at keeping everyone happy.
0: You know, we did a lot for Anadarko. I remember getting ready to start working on pads and, you know, a landowner or someone would come out and make a very minor request. We'd make a few phone calls. All right, you're cleared. Go do what they want. Exactly.
2: There was a lot of that. There was a guy they had. He's had like 60 acres. The it was, property was pretty run down. They went in there, mowed all his property and built him an entire new fence around his entire property. Jesus. Uh, there were some other people that had a real shitty driveway, went and rebuilt their driveway there was a bunch of comments saying that I've never seen an oil and gas company fix fence or do this. It's always, I have to do it myself. I have never seen a property owner fix his own fence after we fucked it up. <laughs> Not once. The worst I've seen is a guy come up and make us fix more fence than we fucked up. And nine times out of 10, we'll put it back better than it ever was there in the first place. Uh, part of that edit that was missing out of that video that went big is I talked about, you know, there's a guy with a three wire fence around his whole 80 acres and, 50-year-old fence with wooden stakes, you know? Nothing fancy. Of course, the 40-foot section we took out to track equipment back and forth was apparently the only section that was a five-wire, six-foot-high badass fucking elk-proof fence. He swears. Like, we all know he's full of it. He just wanted something more than he had. The whole company was like, just put up a five-wire, make him happy. Mm -hmm. So we did. That happens a lot, too. So... There there's a lot in context that goes to that, but I don't think it's all bad oil companies. No. And I think ranchers, farmers need to be a little honest with themselves. If you're a farmer, you probably know another farmer who's pulled some shady shit.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I didn't want to get too far into this cuz like we like we're going to do this for another episode to really dive into it, but yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, for
1: sure. Yeah. I'm a farmer, I can complain all fucking day. <laughs> I'm a truck driver, I can complain all day too. <laughs> I'll find something to complain about.
0: No, you're it, not complaining about the weather, that's for sure. No.
2: Yeah, I'm just glad to hear apparently you're the first farmer in the world that's had to deal with the oil and gas industry not had an issue.
0: Yeah. Well, we have another friend that we want to get on in here. He's just he doesn't know if he's ready to get talk publicly about it. He had some pipelines go through his property and he's all for it. He's like, Come on in, you know, I'll fucking Cut the road for you. Yeah, no, that's no joke. Hell yeah. We're not not horrible people. Come on.
2: But there are bad gas companies. Apparently you're the worst. Yeah, well,
0: the fact that you're sitting here with us says something. (laughs) Yeah. Forced them. I mean, I knew you guys were pretty terrible before I came over here, but. You've known us for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. So before we wrap this, do you have any last questions, Albert? About farming? Anything? Rapid fire questions. You have any bullshit form? Mm-hmm. John Deere case. Kubota.
1: All right, <laughs> uh, uh, we uh, we got John Deere combine, John Deere front loader, Cat tractors. Do you think? So you're a Ford guy? <laughs> absolutely. <fucking not. laughs> you like the blue equipment? No chance. Do you? Uh,
2: do you have any any like brand new equipment? Like less than five years old no
1: um I new to us but it's, yeah. it's not
2: brand new no um, i I was just asking because
1: well yeah it's uh, we uh, uh bought a skid steer last year so I guess that's that's my new toy that I get to are play fun. with
2: tractor yeah. tire uh it's it's wheeled yeah um, no I was just asking because it seems like
1: but it's also a cat, <laughs> a cat? <laughs> those things suck no way,
2: dude. Uh, cat I, power. The cat skidsters are the worst, dude. They they are garbage.
1: Em.
0: No,
2: in my eyes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just asking. <laughs> uh, Mine works great. <laughs> the farm equipment world. It seems like a lot of those guys that were cheap brands. I don't know if the big guys are getting cheaper with their shit, or if the cheap guys are getting better. Because I've seen like the new Kubota. Like Kubota's always been the hobby farmers tractor it's never been a heavy use by commercial and the new kubota skidsters dude fucking badass i used to be big on deer skidsters those were my favorite um don't cow- you dare tell me you're about to s- you like kubota skidster more the new kubota skidster will probably outdo the new high flows will probably outdo the oh yeah deer. high flow yeah it'll outdo a, a 333 fucking deer at fucking 2,000 pounds lighter
1: Come on, yeah, we we tested some Deers, and I just I will tell
2: you if you go back five years, yeah, Kubota was, you know, maybe a
0: two man an eyesore,
2: not like a two man construction company would buy a Kubota, a big company like yours would buy Deer, yeah, but these days, granted, they've also came up in price, dude. The new skid, the new Kubota skidsters are pretty hard to compete with, especially when they're pretty comparably price wise to Deer. Okay,
1: just look at it.
2: Just look at it. It's, it, it is very it's shiny. so
1: pretty. <laughs> you, you don't want that to leave the shop because it's going to get dirty and you're going to get it stuck uh, it, and then you uh, have to wash it. It
2: does not look like that anymore. It's it's pretty dirty. <laughs> I got another question. So with your guys' equipment and the whole, do you guys have a lot of equipment that is running the new emission stuff? Oh, DEF? Uh, DEF, DPF systems. No. No? No, we
1: don't have any DEF shit. Not anymore? we don't have any deaf shit gotcha <laughs> no i've seen uh there is it may or may not have fallen out going down the shitty dirt road that shit happens
2: happened to one just... of my chucks dude hit a bump that shit yeah fell right you, off. Know, you hit a big enough bump at <laughs> seven miles an hour for, well yeah because oh,
1: shit there it went
0: well you're in adams county and they do very they maintain roads very well
1: eh, eh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no not really. That,
2: there's that well, deer They just got that federal ruling against John Deere because John Deere wasn't releasing the shit farmers needed to fix their own tractors. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that issue was big it, a few it, years yeah. ago. They yeah, just got the ruled against. Called? The government ruled for the farmers and was like, "Fuck no, you." Have yeah, to-
0: we because you can't even get the John Deere like manual on online. You yeah. can't get that shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you can't even buy it from them. That was the problem. You couldn't yep. even go down to Deere and be like, Yeah, you couldn't get the I, software yeah, well, to fix your own equipment. Yeah, I will overpay you for the permission to fix my equipment. Because what the rules used to say is like places like John Deere, they had to provide everything you would need to fix it. Mm-hmm. They didn't say it had to be a reasonable price. So they would have a computer system for working on your tractor. And be like, yeah, we'll sell you this computer system for fifteen grand. Yeah. And that, so people would be like, "I'll just pay you five grand to fix it because I don't want to pay fifteen grand for the computer system to troubleshoot it, and then have to pay five grand to fix it anyway." And now they've kind of hopefully put a kibosh to a lot of that shit because Deer was getting real bad with it, I guess.
1: Well, Deer, Deer's bad. Like you said, with their, you know, they withhold all their shit. They won't let anybody do anything. Um, so like you're the combine we have. Like it just barely runs the stripper header we have on it. So you need a little more, just a little more power and John Deere can give you more power and push the button that gives you more power for fucking another 50 grand, you know, just (laughs) to push a button and change some settings in the system and you put, so you know, you get little aftermarket tunes for your engines and Deere's system just hates that shit. Like it it tries to shut down, it fucks, it just, it doesn't work. (laughs) No, That's what's pain. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, Hmm. that's why I was curious because I know that. That recently got – it was in court, so it recently got figured out, so I was wondering if, mm. that, if that's getting better.
1: Yeah. Because I know. I know I, I know I hate there's a lot on my of
2: farms shit. like in the Midwest where, you know, like the big corn farms, Missouri – Missouri's big on it because their emission – their state emission laws are a lot more lax. So there is some nerds out there taking care of those problems real quick for those farmers. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, that's a big thing even in my little truck industry. It's a fucking shit show.
1: Okay. Yeah, the emissions stuff fucking sucks. It it makes your, it makes your machine engine pick up what it makes everything run worse than it would normally.
2: Yeah. Well, and I know that spiked the market for old U stuff because I've delivered to a couple guys that only buy like pre two thousand case magnums. I, nope, nothing new. Like, they got rid of yep. new shit. I know one guy who specifically had new deer shit, and he got so pissed off at deer, he fucking voluntarily repoed all his finance equipment, sold what was paid off, started buying pre-2000 everything from every auction he saw. Interesting. Yeah. So. You don't have to deal with much of that, though? That's good. No.
1: No, we got all, all our shit's old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Everyone knows the old shit always runs better. You got any questions, John?
0: I'm just trying to think of some stupid
2: last-minute questions for fun. Hmm. Do you put sock, shoe? <laughs> or do you do sock, sock, then shoe, shoe? Or do you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Uh,
1: You, you got to double sock before you start putting shoes on. That's, <laughs> that's weird.
2: <laughs> There's a radio host that you always ask
0: that. Flats or adult chicken nuggets? What?
2: Bones or chicken nuggets? Bone-in wings or a fucking boneless? Oh. I, I call them adult chicken nuggets. Adult chicken nuggets. That's oh, yeah,
1: 100%. 100% boneless all day. Yeah, It's no, that's, yeah. that's that's way less
2: work. That's what I always say. If i want not wanted a to child, fight this much, I'm lazy. I just go kill the chicken, too. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I got a beard, and that shit ends up all up in there. Yeah, the ch- you know,
1: if it's messy, I just, it's sticky. not for me.
2: <laughs> Barbecue sauce sucks. It's all hard. Yeah. Hairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have anything
0: you want to say for the end of the show?
1: Uh, No, no. I got to, I got nothing. I'm just here to hang out with you clowns.
2: I like it. <laughs> well, we're glad you showed up. <laughs> Even though you didn't bring Finally. any of us, Carl Jr. We're not clowns, by the you way. You didn't ask. We're the fucking dink duo. Oh, my dude. Oh, no. I don't know what a dink is, but some dude on the TikTok got real pissed off, said we were a couple of stupid fucking dinks. So then I came up with, like, the Dink Duo, Dink Number One and Dink Number Two. <laughs> yeah, nice. we a couple Dinks over here. Master Dinks. I mean,
1: you should uh, you should probably get on there and report them for your hurt feelings. Hates you know? Speech. Super <laughs> yeah. <hated. laughs> your 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 little dinky feelings. No, we
2: just disproved them all. We, yep. fi- we found the farmer that's happy. Yep. He's waving signs. I mean, he's going to start drilling and own well by God, hand. Dude, I wish <laughs> there was
1: oil out there. It'd be great. Are we
0: good? I'm good. Okay. You got anything? No, I'm Nothing. good. Just social media because we didn't talk about it at the beginning. Obviously, the people at TikTok know what's going on because they're mad at us. But Instagram, <laughs> the TikTok underscore, people don't know shit. blue collar underscore syndicate. <laughs> Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast, TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. So like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And then we are also trying to convince Albert's wife to still let us build a studio. So. Go to her episode and then message her saying that we need a fucking
2: studio. Yeah, I know you can hear that heater. You wouldn't yeah. hear it no more if I had a studio. Yeah, so I wish you could see the sun that's
0: blinding <laughs> yeah. me. Tyler's face it's, would not have it's sun in right it. Right in, in my face. <laughs>
2: this is also why I say we do podcasts at five o'clock and not four. We <laughs> got yeah, the the, uh, the after dark. Yeah, but somebody wants to be home before oh, ten o'clock. I'm tired at of be home at fucking nine o'clock at night. <laughs> oh someone's an adult that's stupid (laughs) that's what i'm saying i know he's super adult you know it's funny because i know you're you're a nerd farmer at that my wife ran into him at the gym when you and me were playing xbox Uh, hell yeah uh, john asked my wife she goes where where the fuck's albert he goes he's at home playing xbox online with tyler (laughs) fucking losers (laughs) My, uh, my
1: gym's in my basement i don't have to go anywhere Not paying to go somewhere else—that's dumb. I live in the middle of nowhere. It takes too long to get it. You got a
2: little bit of a drive. (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) do. All righty. Yeah. Have
0: a good one, guys.